Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Hi there, welcome to the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK and Sean Carey. Steve on his way into the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors Ford Lincoln Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury and Sunbury Motors Kia on the strip routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Get in contact with us anytime. Our email is stevejones at wkok.com. Stevejones at wkok.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Twitter handle at Steve Jones PSU. And if you miss any of our live shows, you can go to our podcast page at stevejonesshow.com. Podcast also available on Apple Podcast and Google Play. And if you listen to us on iTunes, uh, the podcast that is, don't hesitate to leave us a review. And uh, speaking of the podcast, you can go to our shows earlier this week uh, where we had a chance to speak with Jerry Dulag from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, Matt Leon from KYW in Philadelphia, and Chris Mack from the Pittsburgh Pirates Radio Network. Had them on earlier this week, so go to our Tuesday edition of the Steve Jones Show podcast and catch up. Be with you live till 5 this afternoon, and at that time we'll have the Late Day News Roundup with Sarah Benick. The Phillies are off, traveling to New York, able to get the two-game sweep in Seattle. Uh, winners yesterday by one. And there is some getaway Baseball this afternoon, Detroit leading Kansas City 7-0, bottom 7. Oakland and Houston scoreless in the 4th. And already final this afternoon, Cleveland over Texas 5-1. Phillies will start a weekend series at the Mets tomorrow night here on WKOK. And speaking of tomorrow, uh, we will have the Keeper of the Cup. The guy who travels all around with the Stanley Cup. Oh, if that cup could talk. So we're looking forward to uh, have him on the show, Philip Pritchett, tomorrow afternoon, be joining us. And we have Tim Kirkchin, the great uh, baseball analyst and reporter and uh, on-field reporter for Sunday Night Baseball for ESPN. Uh, Tim will be... Uh, Tim joined us back in January, right after the Hall of Fame induction announcements uh, were made uh, earlier this year. So uh, Tim will be back on to join us on Monday. Of course, we'll line up other guests as we move into the holiday. A no-show on Tuesday next week. And actually, at our time slot on Tuesday on the 4th, uh, there will be Phillies baseball here on WKOK. And our toll-free is 800-795-9565. 1-800-795-9565. Get in touch with us. So not only will we have uh, Philip Pritchard, the keeper of the Stanley Cup, tomorrow... 
We will wrap up the week with Steve's brother, Kevin Jones. Kevin will check in from Connecticut. Let's look forward to that. And also, we're going to be talking some NBA basketball uh, as well. Uh, looking to get in contact with uh, Shane Young, who is an NBA writer and analyst for FanRagSports.com. So it looks like we will have, uh, hopefully we'll have him on tomorrow. We'll keep our fingers crossed. So we'll talk some NBA free agency, as that's going to be kicking in officially tomorrow night and into Saturday morning. And we will see if there is a chance that Gordon Hayward will be leaving Utah and going to the Boston Celtics. May have to see. There's been some talk of maybe a Gordon Hayward going to Boston. Paul George maybe going to Boston. So if that is the case, that team could be as equally as good as Cleveland and would easily give Golden State a run in the playoffs next year. I did read last night that Kevin Durant is willing to take a pay cut. He signs the next deal with the uh, Golden State Warriors. That's actually, I, I what was the number I heard? I think Durant was making 24, 26, 26. million. 26 million. 26 million. Yeah, and Steph was getting, what, 10 or 12? Well, see, but take. this is, yeah, but this is, okay, this is the Russell Wilson factor. And this has made a big difference with franchises over the years. When you have a star that signs a con now for Wilson, he signed a third round draft sheet. Had to. He was drafted in the third round. That gave the Seattle Seahawks, Sean, all the flexibility in the world to make a deal that's a sign of Bobby Averill, the sign of Percy Harvin, people like that, because they had the cap room. Steph Curry signed his second deal in 2012. Now, at that point in 2012, Steph Curry showed that he could shoot, but also, you know, his ankles were a little unreliable at that time. But they thought he'd be a guy that would be very important to them moving forward. So they gave him, what, 11 million a year? Does that sound right? But what did that do? That gave them, in a long-term contract, the flexibility to go out and get Kevin Durant. Now, they didn't know it in 2012. But when one of your stars has a franchise-friendly contract, it makes all the difference. So now let's move forward to the summer of 2017. Which team falls into that category in the NBA? Where their star is making exponentially less than other stars? The Boston Celtics. Their star is Isaiah Thomas. All right? You know what Isaiah Thomas gets paid per year? Not much. Take it. <laughs> Six. Point three million a year. Yeah, compared to other stars, that is not much. Well, now the Celtics have all this money. 
because they're so far under the cap. So when you hear that, hey, they might go for Gordon Hayward. Hey, they might try for Paul George. They might, whatever. They can. Oh, absolutely. And if those two land on that team, they could have a legitimate shot. Well, I don't want to say legitimate shot, but you could legitimately say that that team could be just as good, if not better, than Cleveland and definitely would be on their way to another deep run in the playoffs next year. Well, let me tell you another star that's, okay, is John Wall. John Wall has a very um, franchise-friendly contract, and he wants them to go out and get other players. He's told them that. So, I mean, those are a couple of the players to watch for in this free agency thing. Miami will be something to watch for, no doubt. Uh, Miami will be something to watch for. Boston will. And maybe Washington. Part of what you do at this time of the year is the numbers game. Who can afford to do what? And when your star, as in Boston's case, is playing for $21 million under the max number, your flexibility as a franchise goes up dramatically. That's uh, that's impressive. I mean, that, that gives you so much... I mean that's uh, that's that's the hard part, but you're absolutely right. Hmm. And there's no guarantee that you know Gordon Hayward will go to Boston. Maybe he will decide to re up with uh, the Utah Jazz. And also, there's word out that the Miami Heat has a chance to get first opportunity of uh, luring him into Florida. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, he's going to talk to other people. Uh, It does not hurt that Boston, A, has money, and B, they have Brad Stevens, who happens to be uh, the college coach of Gordon Hayward. It's kind of interesting, though. There's, I don't know if I'd call this a fly in the ointment, you know, with Gordon Hayward going to Boston, but it turns out Danny Danny Ainge's son is in politics. Uh, Tanner Ainge. He is running for Congress in Utah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Man>. And <laughs> guess what player he would like to stay in Utah? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And my understanding is he also pointed out how prohibitive the Commonwealth of Massachusetts tax system at times can be. <laughs> now, that's politics. That's politics right there. I mean, we have the ability to do that. You know, my dad <laughs> lives in Massachusetts. He doesn't get to keep all his money. <laughs> we get to keep more of our money here in Utah. Okay. And he could have liked to stay in Utah. I mean, again, you built you build a life, you build a home there, things like that. I mean, 
Oh, that's right. In, Flor- in the Florida doesn't have state income tax either. That's uh, right. I forgot about that. Right. Yeah. Florida, Florida and Texas have no state income tax. Look, we all can't be like Mark Lawrence with homes in three different states <laughs> and, and one non-extradition country. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. It's holiday time. It's party time. It's Miller Lite time at the Beverage Supermarket Brewers Outlet in Sunbury. You have Miller Lite 24 pack cans, only $12.95. Better yet, Labatt 16 ounce cans, just $13.97 after $4 mail in rebate. And for the fine ladies, Seagram's Coolers 12 packs, $10.99. It's pickles, peanuts, snacks, cigars, soda, hot sauces, and don't forget the Miller Lite for only $12.95 at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury. Happy July 4th. Yeah, there's a lot of money out there, especially now with the um, one point, well, actually $2.6 billion a year a TV contract the NBA now has. They've got more flexibility than ever. This is where the NBA and the NFL have passed out Major League Baseball, and that's in the off season. It used to be Major League Baseball brilliantly owned the offseason. Think about back in the day when they'd go to um, the winter meetings, and you know suddenly what are you getting? Uh, let's see. What you're getting would be uh, um, you would get the winner of the MVP one day. One league. Next day, the other league's MVP. Then the next day, the other team's Cy Young, the one league Cy Young Award winner. Next day, the other Cy Young Award winner. Then the Rookie of the Year. Then the Rookie of the Year. Then the Manager of the Year. You, know, you get all these things in the off season, which would then dovetail into the winter meetings. And you'd go to the winter meetings, and guess what would happen to the winter meetings? They would make trades. Or there'd be free agent signings. And baseball owned the off-season. Owned it. Now it's the NFL and the NBA that have brilliantly been able to own off-seasons. You look at the NFL. The NFL finishes with the Super Bowl. What happens right away? They start getting into the combine, and then when they're done with the combine, they're doing free agency. And then after free agency is over with, now you've got the actual draft, and then you've got OTAs. In the NBA, the season just finished. They've already had the draft. Now they're going to go into the free agency period. And what's happened over the years is that baseball brilliantly owned the offseason every year. In other words, they just kept everybody, like, baseball still in the forefront. It's still a big story. Well, the NFL now is a big story all the time. And the NBA, to their credit, they've been doing the same thing. They've made it so the offseason is very important. And the next phase of it is coming up. This weekend, in the next week, there'll be more basketball stories than baseball stories. Or at least what you feel like more significant stories. 
Coming up tomorrow, Philip Pritchard, the keeper of the cup, will join us. Shane Young, NBA writer, will join us. And then the mystic from the East to close out the week. Tim Kirchin joins us on Monday. I wanted to work the 4th of July. Sean said no way, so we're we're not no show the 4th. Actually, I will be working on the 4th of July. I don't consider barbecuing work. <laughs> I'll be doing stuff for WKOK's sister station. Uh, Eagle 107 all next week will be in Northumberland. Eagle 107 is the official radio station of Pine Otter Days. We'll be broadcasting from Pine Otter Days every day next week. Of course, the big day is Tuesday, 4th of July. Uh, King Street Park will have concessions and stands open from 10 to 10. We'll be there all day long, and I'll be there for a bit on Tuesday afternoon. It's working. Yeah. It's working, but it's not working. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, if you, you say so. <laughs> If you say so. Yeah. Got it. All right. And just, you sure this is... It sounds like me like you're going to a festival and just going to have some fun. Oh, yeah. We'll mix in that, too. It's Well, we couldn't have a show on Tuesday anyway, because actually the Phillies play in our time slot on Tuesday. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Come <laughs> on. You know, it's like some people, I mean, want to work. Other people don't want to work. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right. Uh, so where are your seats for the Blake Shelton concert in Beaver Stadium? You got your tickets? You ready to go? I'll get them here at some point. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I will. All right. Okay. It's. It sounds like. Uh, sounds like sales are going pretty well. Oh, and speaking of sales, uh, saw yesterday season tickets uh, for football very very close to being all gone. Oh. Oh, I thought you were going to mention digital media. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are wrapping up the first half of 2017 tomorrow, so we're hoping that guy in the office around the corner down the hall is going to be, uh, you know, putting a nice, big, fat, happy red bow on the month of June. We're rooting for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Perfect. No, I think it sounds like that. That's going to be um, going to be a pretty good crowd there. And yeah, there are eighty four hundred new season ticket holders. How about that for Penn State football? Eighty four hundred new ones. Every parking lot I walk through now. We're going to be good, right? We're going to be good, right? Yep, going to be fine.
taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Welcome back to the show. Great to have you with us. Time now for this day in sports history. And on this day in sports history, 1897, the Chicago Cubs scored 36 runs in a game against Louisville, setting a record for runs by a team in a single game. Fabulous. Sure, that did a lot to spur... Nineteen forty-one, Joe DiMaggio got a base hit in his forty-second consecutive game. He broke the record of George Sisler, who had set the record in nineteen twenty-two. He still had fourteen more games to go in the streak. How about that? You know, it's amazing when somebody gets to twenty-eight games. Wow, what a month they've had, and it has. Believe me, it's spectacular. We had a twenty-eight game hitting streak. But you're only halfway there. And remember, he went on a 17-game hitting streak after um, after he did all this. I mean, it could have gone to 73 games. It's amazing what you know what he did that year. Do you realize he won the MVP that year in 1941? You're like, oh, okay, yeah, he won on a 56-game hitting streak. I mean, he should have, right? Except Ted Williams won the Triple Crown that year. Or no, he did not win the Triple My apologies, not the Triple Crown that year. Ted Williams hit 406 that year. Ted Williams hit 406 that year and didn't win the MVP. In 1991... Ted Williams and Joe DiMaggio to commemorate the 50 years did events in New York and in Boston together. And they go to New York, and Ted Williams does everything he's asked to do, everything. Now, we all know that DiMaggio was shy about doing any kind of media, always was. Uh, I took a shot at it one time. I was the third announcer on the Penn State Sports Network in the uh, 80s, early 90s. And Joe DiMaggio attended a Penn State football game. And so we put in a request to get him, and we were politely told, thank you uh, for the kind invitation, but no thanks. And I completely understood. It was just, but also, he understood that, yeah, it was worth us asking. But then after they were done in New York, they went to Boston. And Williams does his entire deal, and somebody said they wanted to have DiMaggio at a press conference. DiMaggio politely said no, and Ted looked at him, especially after doing all the stuff in New York. He says, hey, Joe, you're in my town now. And DiMaggio did it because Ted Williams asked him to do it. 1958, Brazil beat Sweden 5-2 in the World Cup. A 17-year-old by the name of Pele scored a goal in the game known to some people in our broadcast facility on the other side of the building is Peel. No? 
1998, with negotiations on the new labor agreement at a standstill, the NBA announced that a lockout would be imposed by midnight. Yippee. How about that? I don't care what anybody says. That's a league that cannot afford to lock out. They can't do it. They cannot afford to lock out. Their self-worth is not quite what reality is. I mean, look at the regular look at the regular season ratings. I mean, the regular season ratings are awful on national TV for the NBA. Now in the playoff in the finals, the finals are really really good. But even the playoffs this year, the NBA did not have great dynamic playoff runs until we got to the finals. But now they got the off season, and now people are wondering who will be able to take advantage and maybe close the gap. Houston's trying to close the gap with the sign and trade of Chris Paul, but that's not enough. I mean, this is how far the Rockets are. At this point, you acquire a point guard, the quality of Chris Paul, and it's not enough to close the gap. That should be a statement unto itself as to where they are. I mean, it, now, if there's any team that made the biggest move, I still say it's the Timberwolves' Jimmy Butler move to go with. Andrew Wiggins to go with Carl Anthony Towns. And you have to have the right combination of three. I mean, are Carmelo Anthony, Derrick Rose, and Kristaps Porzingis the right three in New York? Evidently not. They won 31 games. I know Rose got hurt. But they're a mess. They're a mess. So we've talked about that part. Now, baseball finally gets an opportunity to take center stage. The Phillies uh, ended up winning the last two games of the series, uh, the, of the uh, road trip. Uh, they went to Seattle and swept, right, Sean? They swept it. Yep, they did. They were uh, Tuesday night. They were down early, two nothing. They were able to tie it. Actually, scored eight unanswered, one eight to two, and then five four yesterday. Freddie Galvis, they believe, had a homer in uh, yesterday's game. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that's I mean that's good that's a good way to wrap it and uh, let's see what they can do with it. It's just the disappointing part about the Phillies. There's two areas that are disappointing. I thought by now that you'd start to see him poke at the bear a bit. You know what I mean? Where it's like okay, hey, you know, watch out, we're getting better. Watch out, we're getting better. Bears getting a little upset. And then they're really getting upset because now, instead of you thinking you're going to sweep them, you're only going to take two out of three. And you know what? Now they're capable of taking two out of three from you. That's where I thought they would start to transition would be this past month. And they didn't come close to it. Not only that, they are not fun to watch. You know what I mean? It's not like you got a team out there that, you know, they may aggravate you, but the final score was eight to seven. I mean, they're not fun to watch. That That's a real issue. Now, the Pirates are further along the ladder, more established. But 
they may be further along the ladder and more established, but they're still 36 and 42. They're six games under 500. No offense, that's not good. That is not good. But they're only four back out of first. <laughs> and, that, that's and, that's tough right. to. I'm still I'm still trying to wrap my brain around no, that. No, but that <laughs> but that's been my point the entire time about that. They're actually three back in the loss column. You know that? They're only three back in the loss column. Brewers have lost 39, and the Pirates have lost 42. But here are the two big advantages the Pirates have. What Sean just mentioned, the division is just a bastion of mediocrity. But it doesn't matter if your division is a bastion of mediocrity. I always will cite the 1987 Minnesota Twins when they won their first world title. Remember, they were roundly criticized because they, well, they won all their their postseason games at home. They didn't have home field advantage. They never would have won. Well, who cares? I don't care. What does, it, what does that matter? When the season began, the season began, they told the Minnesota Twins, just like they told all the other teams, if you have a better record than these five teams in your division, we will let you go to the playoffs. And if you go to the playoffs and you're the first team, it was the best three out of five then, I think. If you're the first team to win three games in the series, we'll let you go to the World Series. And if you are the first team to win four games in the World Series, we'll give you a trophy. Which one of the three did the Twins do wrong? None. So for the Pirates... It doesn't matter if their division is a bastion of mediocrity. Once you get to the playoffs, all bets are off. When the Giants won in seven games over Kansas City, both of them began their respective path to get to the World Series as wildcard teams. As wildcard teams. Neither one of them won their division. They each had to survive a one-game playoff to then get to the divisional series. Once you get in, all bets are off. Next month, starting on Saturday, is July. By July 31st, you will have the trade deadline. The Pirates may be making one of the single most important acquisitions before the trade deadline of anybody out there. The Pirates are the one team that is going to acquire Starling Marte. He comes back from his suspension next month. Now, he is not eligible for postseason play. That's a rule I'm really happy they put in after the Nelson Cruz debacle a couple of years ago. But in the regular season, they will have him back. That's a big bat. That's a lot of speed. Maybe some motivation. We'll see. But that will be the single biggest name acquisition anybody makes in the next month. And it just turned out the Pirates are reacquiring, after an 80-game suspension, Starling Marte. That could be the player that is the difference maker. Now, if you want to get a clue as to what the Pirates think of their future, or more than so than that, if you want to know what the Pirates think about the state of this current season and how badly they want to win, and about their future, there is one player that will be the barometer for all Pirate fans. On August 1st, on August 1st, 
Will Gary Cole be a pirate or be with another organization? His presence, or the lack thereof, will be... We'll let everyone know whether the flag the Pirates want to fly is the Jolly Roger or if it's the white flag of surrender. I mean, he, he is the, he'll be the barometer to let every Pirate fan know what the organization thinks. If they sign, if they, they, if they, if he's with them August 1st, this, of course, is if he's healthy. If he's with them August 1st, that tells you they want to go for it. If he's with another organization, like, say, maybe the Houston Astros, that will tell you that they are still playing for the future, and every time you are playing for the future and you're doing it all the time, you never have a present. It also will, will confirm what I've said for the last two years. The Pirates' window of opportunity is closed. Now, the Phillies have already known what known this with their group. They know it. They get it. They made all the moves. They replenished their farm system. They knew they had to do a rebuild. They knew they had to do it from within. So they did a great job of acquiring a lot of prospects. The question now is, when will those prospects pay off? When will a Nick Williams, a Jake Thompson, a Mark Appel, when do they pay off? You know, when does a draft of a J.P. Crawford pay off? We'll find out. But those are the barometers. I mean, at some point, the Phillies have got to become a thorn in the side to somebody. They've got to become a thorn in the side to somebody. You know, who is that? Right now, they're not a thorn in the side to, to anybody at the moment. They're usually, unless you're sitting in right now in Tacoma, usually the team you want to see show up at the ballpark. Hey, great, we're in good shape. I mean, believe me, you don't think the Mariner fans were thinking, hey, this is great, the Phillies are in town, we'll sweep this thing, and we'll get ourselves over 500 and move on. And that's not how it played out. The Phillies were a thorn in the side. But they've got to they've got to make that next step. What that next step is, I don't know. I think in the off season, in the off season, not during this season, but during the off season, I think they need to think about getting a mentoring type of player in there that has had success in his career. Maybe two of them that can maybe talk to the young players and in a roundabout way. It's, Teach them how to win. You know, let them know we really how to manage the length of a 162 game season. How do you manage the emotions of a 162 game season? What do you do to stay in shape in a 162 game season? How much rest do you need in a 162 game season? All those things, those little tricks of the trade that a veteran that's been around the block and had success with it can then pass on to younger players. They need somebody like that in the organization that really can take a mentoring leadership role. And you probably need a couple of them to do that. doesn't mean they have to be ultra-expensive. 
But that's where they are. We'll come back with more in a moment. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Imagine getting behind the wheel and looking forward to your journey ahead. If when you turned your car on, it did the same for you. Sunbury Motors Lincoln in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury has the full 2017 Lincoln lineup ready to invigorate your driving experience with affordable American luxury. Well-qualified buyers can take advantage of $4,000 cash back and 0% for 72 months on the luxurious 2017 Lincoln Navigator or lease a new 2017 Lincoln MKX all-wheel drive for $363 per month for 36 months. Sunbury Motors Lincoln is your destination for affordable American luxury. Located in Sunbury in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza and online at sunburylincoln.com. Financing with Lincoln AFS with approved credit. Lease based on stock number LB738, 10,000 miles per year and $3,900 total due at signing. Zero security deposit, tax and fees extra. Offer N757 Guess what July 10th is? Besides being a Monday. Let's see. That's what home it's run the, home run derby day. No, 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 no. You're, you're way off. Giancarlo Stanton will be trying to uh, way, go back to back. Way off, way <laughs> off. No, no. Okay. It is SEC Football Media Day. Wow. A week in from Hoover, Monday. In Al- <laughs> oh, Hoover, Alabama, runs July 10th through the 13th in Hoover. And already, already... You're going to have media days. Now, it should be pointed out with the new rules on two-a-days being taken out. Now, they took out the, the no more two-a-days, so you're not allowed to do two-a-days anymore. But they also did not change the number of practices you're allowed, so it warps a little bit into July. Do you believe it? Well, guess what? July 10th through the 13th, for some, a couple of SEC schools start the season on August 31st. All right? They're going to start their preseasons like July 27th or 28th or 29th, somewhere in there, because you're allowed to have X amount of practices for the opener. Well, that Thursday night opener is August 31st. How about that? So the July 10th or the 13th, when you're done with that, some of those teams are going to camp in two and a half weeks. <laughs> Because some of those SEC schools will start August 31st. Penn State won't start till September 2nd, so their clock will be a a couple days different. But SEC media days, they're normally the first ones out of the gate every year. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, uh, That, but... Again, SEC Media Days, July 10th through the 13th. And you can see it all on SEC Network. Look, everybody, great news. Jim McElwain, Kirby Smart are now at the podium. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's see. Let's get everybody up to date. Baseball, Houston leads Oakland 2-1, bottom of the 5th. 
And the a, the uh, Astros have the bases loaded, by the way, with one out. St. Louis and Arizona scoreless top of the second. Cleveland beat Texas 5-1. to one. Detroit beat Kansas City 7-3. to three. Washington and the Cubs at 4-0-5. So that gets everybody up to date on what's going on. All right. Adam Rittenberg, whom we're attempting to get on the show... Because Adam wrote a very thoughtful article about 2023 being the next potential round of realignment after uh, because of the college football TV contracts. Now, nobody, they may not realign at all, but we'll talk about which of the Power Five conferences is the single most vulnerable in the next half hour. We'll also have our play-by-play call of the day. Philip Pritchard, the keeper of the Stanley Cup. The man with the white gloves. Joins us tomorrow on the show. And Shane Young, NBA writer from Fan Rag Sports. We'll talk about free agency. We are your home for the Philadelphia Phillies. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.